Hello and welcome to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast presented to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. I'm Chamber CEO Rick Rongaitis and today's special guest is City Council Member Randy Walton. Randy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. It's good to be here. So we're going to do a better job of uh, we want to make sure that uh, our listeners are able to meet all of our uh, our mayor and our council members, and we've had some on in the past. And um, excited to have you on today, Randy, because you you're involved in a lot of different things and a lot of fun things as well. So so we'll get into all of that. Uh, you represent District Two and the City Council. So it was the first time we had the uh, elections for the for the districts. But I guess just want to get start started. Just tell us a little bit about what prompted you to want to get involved in city council. And, and I think you, you were involved. In fact, the first time I met you, you were on the school board at the time. So tell us a little bit about your, your background with that as well. Well, my San Marcos public official, or at least public awareness story begins in 2004 when the then city council uh, approved the placement of a Walmart store on Rancho Santa Fe road, right down by Melrose. And I was part of a group of citizens that thought it was the wrong place for such a gigantic store and uh, thought that that area should remain residential. And so we got into a a fight, if you will, with the city council, and we ended up referending the Walmart decision and holding an election and defeating it. And at that point in time, my my public profile got a little bit higher in the city. So not to interrupt, but so was that going to be like – La Costa Meadows, where that is now? No, it was going to be in the condo complex that's just above the 7-Eleven. Oh, so okay. Boulder Ridge okay. Drive right. and that okay. piece of par- property there. It was going to be a 20-acre store with a tire center in that pretty little valley, and it would have ruined it. And when I look back today, nearly 20 years later, I'm so thankful that we stood up against right. that store because right. um, I can't imagine what it would be like there today. But after that, I, I got invited to be part of an education foundation here in San Marcos. And in 2008, a seat opened up on the school district's governing board. And I ran for that, and I won. And I spent 10 years on the governing board of San Marcos Unified School District and was able to participate in some, in some uh, activities that I'm really proud of in the school district. I mean, if you talk to people about San Marcos today... One of the first things they'll mention is the, the school district and, and how excellent it is. And it, I got to be part of that as we kind of grew into excellence. That, that's why we moved to San Marcos, because yeah. of, of the school district. It's a great school district. And after 10 years um, of that, I, I felt like I had accomplished all that I personally could. And a seat opened up in 2018 on the city council. And I decided to throw my hat in the ring and run for it. Well, kudos to you for doing that, and and everybody that that holds public office, all our city council members and school board members, and um, especially nowadays, I mean, it's it's hard. You put yourself out there, and if there's uh, things you believe in and you want to make a difference, you can do that, as opposed to you know sitting in your garage on a laptop and just banging out on social media and just <laughs> on your Twitter and your Instagrams and all that stuff. So, um, I, you know, it's it's again, kudos to you, and thank you for doing it. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about you. So have you, are you from, how long have you lived in San Marcos or where you, were you from originally? Yeah, you know, I was born and raised in Glendale, California, outside of Los Angeles. And in 1984, I came down here to go to UCSD. And uh, the minute I got here, I knew I was never going to leave. And since that time, I've lived in San Diego continuously for, what is that, 30 plus years now. Um, most of those in North County. 
And I made my way to law school after UCSD, so I lived down in San Diego for a bit. But after practicing law for a year or two, I decided that I wanted to return to North County and make it home. And in 1999, bought a house in San Marcos, and I've lived here ever since. Yeah, and so so that was um, was that something that you had as far as the the law degree and, and having your own firm? Is that when you were young that was something that you set out to do, or was there a was there a moment where it just clicked and that's like ah, this is this is for me? You know, that, that's a that's a that's a great question because I happen to be the son of a lawyer and a lawyer who was a pretty prominent lawyer in Los Angeles. And I had vowed that I wouldn't be a lawyer. <laughs> and I, uh, after college, I, I kicked around for a while, and I was involved in the arts. And my wife ended up getting a job at California Western School of Law, running their criminal defense trial training program. And I would go down there and play the role of witnesses, <laughs> and parties and things and criminal defendants and prosecutors and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the students could practice. And I recall sitting there in the, in, in the witness stand at the age of, I don't know, 24, 25, uh, thinking to myself, gosh, I think I could do this so much better than these folks. So I made the decision to enroll at California Western School of Law, and I graduated from there, and I've been practicing law ever since, most of that in North County with my own firm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I ask you that because almost to almost every person that we have on the, on the podcast, they talk about, um, they, they do something they're passionate about. And so it's, you know, and I, I tell our, our son just graduated from San Marcos high school last week and it was great cause it was in person and outdoors and he did a mm-hmm. fabulous job, but that's what I, I, you know, that's the thing I always tell him is do something you're passionate about. And, and we talk about that on this, on this show, whenever it's, it doesn't matter if it's a chef or if it's uh, someone that's a, a craft brewer or whatever it may be. So that, that's, that's one of the reasons I always ask that question. And to a person, that's usually something that they're passionate about. You don't find people um, coming in here or around here that are that's miserable going to work. It's, uh, it, it's about following your, following your passion. Well, I, I have to say 20, what is it now, 24 years into the practice of law, I still love practicing law. It's been a good profession for me. It's allowed me to be engaged in really important issues and be part of people's lives. And I've been able to use that skill to help people, too, in San Marcos. I mean, I, 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 uh, it's, it's not uncommon for me to tell clients that live in San Marcos that they get the San Marcos discount, <laughs> which sometimes is, uh, is a free service just to help somebody who needs a, who needs a little lift. Well, and it's... Um it, it's great being in San Marcos and, uh, you know, it's just, I'm so glad we settled here. We've been here nine years now. And like I said, we came here because of the school district and, but just all the growth and, and everything that's happening now, a lot of it happening right where we're at in in North city, um, is, you know, when I, when I go home every day and, and drive back and forth from, from the office, seeing the, the Kaiser building going up. And I, I saw that, you know, the new development with uh, Shane Lennar, I saw there's homes in there now that they're building. And of course the Creek project, which is, uh, I mean, people have been working on that for years, decades, and, and really to see that. So it must be an exciting time to uh, be on the city council. It's an incredibly exciting time to be involved. And, you know, I've, I knew early on that San Marcos was a place that had enormous potential. If you talk to longtime North County residents or countywide residents about San Marcos, 
in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was a place that they didn't know much about, didn't want to go. Some older maps, you can't even find it, right? Because we were <laughs> right. we were predominantly ranches and farms. And, um, and I have said many times now that not being discovered by developers and builders and others in the 60s, 70s, and 80s even was one of the best things that happened to us. Because after that time, when when uh, there was more interest in growing the right way, the sustainable way, it became harder to build anything, right, for a builder in the 80s and 90s, but it required a, more of a holistic approach. So now when you see new development in San, in San Marcos, especially residential development, you will see things like trail systems and wildlife corridors and green belts and houses that don't look so cookie cutter or not necessarily, you know, on, on linear perpendicular streets, because now there's a, an ethic when we build that we wanted to, to uh, withstand the test of time aesthetically. Right. And we now demand that as a city and, and others do as well. So the product you see around us oftentimes is very beautiful. Yeah, and it's not just about growth; it's about strategic growth. And and San Marcos does a wonderful job of that. Um, and I still I can't uh, I can't imagine what San Marcos would be without the university. And this university continues to grow. It was interesting. Um, one of the early episodes we had uh, Rick Giddings on is was the city manager when the when the university came here. It's just it was a, it was great for me and for the listeners just to have that history lesson and and when that first um, initial growth of San Marcos, as you were saying, made that transition from the 60s and 70s and, and 80s and, and having that university come about. I just, I can't imagine what it would be like without it. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big, big believer that we can and should be the educational hub, not just of North County, but potentially the whole region, right? I mean, few cities our size have a major state university, a major uh, community college. We have San Marcos Unified, which we know educates over 20,000 kids. We've got charter schools, trade schools. And, you know, when you're in politics, politicians like to say, oh, we want to bring jobs to our city. Well, I, I can't think of a better industry to bring to your city than a school, right? You have high paying jobs. It brings people to your city to, to cater to your businesses. It's a clean type of employment, right? You're not, you're not building something and spewing things into the environment. Um, so I'm an advocate strongly for our educational institutions here in the town and with a goal of recruiting more because not only do these, do these educational institutions educate our, our children and other residents, right? There's also a, 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 a cultural aspect they bring to our city. You know, if you, I've said if you go to the coolest cities on earth, lots of them are college towns or on bodies of water. In San Marcos, we kind of got a little bit of both. We're close to the ocean, and we have this great university that's just hitting its stride right now. Yeah, I, I don't know who said it once, but just uh, it's. I remember hearing the statement, you can't be a great city without a great university. And uh, and having all those, not just Cal State San Marcos, but all, all the other schools, uh, Palomar College and, and down the line, like you said, and, of course, uh, San Marcos Unified School District. And I, that's the biggest challenge, I think, from a chamber standpoint, too, is I, I know talking to business owners, whether it was pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, or as we crawl out of the pandemic, was hiring and keeping keeping talent. And, and, and having all that talent here, right here in San Marcos, and be able to have San Marcos employers be able to 
um, to keep that talent. So I, I feel strongly from a chamber standpoint, we continue to keep trying to to be better and create more programs to be in that conduit between the businesses and, and education. And, and I can tell you, as a, as a resident, a chamber member, and as a city leader, I appreciate all you do. I mean, I think the San Marcos Chamber is one of the leading chambers in North County, and, and, it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch you guys operate. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and thank you for being Walton Law Firm. has been a, a chamber member for, for a number of years, um, long before I've been here, so appreciate that. Uh, we're talking with Randy Walton of the Walton Law Firm and of uh, City Council, uh, City Council member representing District 2. Uh, I want to talk about some, some other growth, um, lemons. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if, if people know this, but uh, you have a lemon farm, I think it would be called. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, about a decade ago, um, my wife and I and my two boys, we moved to a property in San Marcos that had a pre-existing five-acre lemon grove. And um, we have about 250 trees. They're certified organic, and we sell them on the commercial market through an intermediary. And um, yeah, we, we kind of fell upon it because the house is in the middle of this grove, and we decided to to take it upon ourselves to learn about the lemons and to nurture them and to fertilize them and water them and make sure that they're as good as they can be. And from that, we've had a fun little, a fun little project that we call Walton Lemon Farm. And we make t-shirts and we have stickers and, and uh, we give a lot of lemons away. We sell lemons and um, it's, uh, and by the way, it's really, really nice to live right in the middle of an organic lemon orchard too. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I always, my conversations always morph into sports or food and drink. And so I'm sure there's probably some really good recipes for limoncellos and stuff like that as well. Yeah, well <laughs> when we get offline, I, I can send you a dozen. <laughs> um, another one of your passions I know is surfing. So um, I, I think you've had that connection with San Marcos high school as a, as a surf coach. So tell us a little bit about that. I have raised both my boys um, uh, to be surfers. They both took to it very young, and I've been surfing more or less for 40 years. And I could tell after we did our, our, our years of baseball, because I tell folks we're, we're a baseball family and a surfing family, uh, they both decided that they wanted to spend most of their free time surfing, which I fully endorse because I think it's a great sport. It's an incredible activity, and uh, there's a lot of life lessons you can learn being in the water surfing. Um, when they got to high school, the high school, San Marcos High School, had a surf team, but it was kind of struggling to stay afloat, didn't have much leadership. And um, after my son's first season, when he was a freshman or a sophomore, I approached the, the teacher who was in charge, and I said, hey, I would love to help you coach this team next year because some folks don't realize it, but there's, a, there's a, 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 an excellent league in San Diego for high school surfing and middle school surfing. It's called the Scholastic Surf Series. It's been around for a long time. It's professionally run. It's not part of CIF, but it's a, it's a really great organization. So the teacher said to me um, that he was taking on a new class and he was very busy and that I could take over the team completely if I wanted to. So I did. And I decided to you know, make it a mission to, to build this program because I knew that there were a lot of really good surfers in San Marcos. We built the team over a couple of years, uh, got the word out, got some surfers from Mission Hills High School too, because they allowed that to happen as part of this league. And by our fourth season, we won a state championship. 
Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And then we won it in our fifth season and our sixth season. So we were a three-peater. Uh, San Marcos High School was in uh, high school surfing in San Diego. Very nice. Yeah. I, um, I told our son, when I told him we were going to move, he was in fourth grade, and I said, don't worry, because, you know, he's leaving, you know, he's young, he's leaving his friends. I said, we'll make sure you get surfing lessons. So the first time out on the ocean, he got the seaweed all on his toes. That was it. He, he wasn't, was no, nah, he was done. <laughs> so he's never, he's never done the surfing. Well, it's, it's a fun thing. You know, I, I surf on a regular basis, and I see young kids out there, and a, a lot of young um, uh, boys and girls out there surfing every single day in the beaches uh around north county and it's a i I just can't say enough good things about surfing as an activity just everything it embodies and and what it can do for a young person as they're getting older yeah great opportunities great place to live that's Mm -hmm. for sure no no question about it so looking forward um i typically ask my crystal ball question but what do you see uh on the horizon for san marcos we talked about you know a lot of great things happening but what what is uh what is your vision well it's a very exciting time for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think that cities and states are in the midst of a paradigm shift when it comes to how we think about work, commuting, growth, and San Marcos will be part of that shift. Uh, some of that's driven by climate. Some of that's driven by technology. I imagine that we're going to have some very serious conversations about how San Marcos can adapt as we move forward and align ourselves in many ways with some of these, these upcoming shifts. As, as you know, I think you're on the committee, we're going to be having a general plan um, update soon. And for the folks that don't know, the city's general plan is like our blueprint, our constitution. It says where we should put housing, what kind of housing, where roads will go, where where um, commercial and, and uh, uh, industrial products will go. And um, it's a great time to be having that conversation because we need to think differently moving forward in San Marcos for lots of reasons. One of them is housing costs are out of control. And I think as a city, we have a, a duty, quite honestly, to do our part with regard to housing affordability. I mean, we this question comes up all the time, and you've heard it many, many times. What are we going to do for workers if everything gets so expensive? And as a father of a couple of kids in their early 20s, I wonder where they're going to live, right? And so I'm a guy that says we can't keep building 3,000-square-foot houses in San Marcos. We've, we've done a lot of those. It's time to pause that and turn the page and think of a different kind of housing, something that's more dense, more walkable, more climate friendly. I see us having serious conversations about that, more infill projects within the center of the city, which I think is crucial. Um, I think that's going to be a big, big conversation that we're going to have in the coming future. Yeah, the housing issue is a whole other episode, right? <laughs> it, is, it is an episode, and, that's, and, uh, and you know, a, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a crisis, yeah. right? But we've got some a lot of great projects coming to San Marcos, right? We're going to have uh, this arts and entertainment district over on on uh, Mission, behind where the Fries is. That's going to be fabulous. North City, where we're sitting right now, is really coming into its own. That's going to be an amazing place. And and the future of San Marcos is incredibly bright, right? But the leaders of the city have to be very intentional about where they want to go and how we're going to get there. We can't just throw it to chance. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And... and um, 
In addition to being part of the general plan committee, I'm also part of the climate action working group. And so I've learned a lot about that. And I just, again, from a chamber standpoint, educate and just help, you know, help the businesses. I mean, all these things have to be done. They all have to be done in a fiscally responsible manner for the city and for the businesses. And so uh, um, I'm so confident that the way this city is run, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like, um, and I'll transition to baseball here in a minute, okay. but, uh, you know, you'll see in the playoffs where the uh, strengths and weaknesses are magnified. And I think during a pandemic, you could see the same thing. And you saw the strengths of San Marcos magnified by uh, what, what the council and the mayor and the city staff did right away with putting together that, not, not just some little city loan program, but $3 million business sustainability program that went from loans to grants. And I talked to so many business owners that were desperate when everything hit. It was, you know, you think back when this was, you know, once we realized this was not just an eight-week convenience, this was a big deal. And business owners were, were frightened. They didn't know what to do. And then to know that the city had their back like that, uh, gave them hope in, in what was at a time a hopeless situation. Well, I can tell you this, Rick, we're not done yet, right? As as many people know, the American Rescue Plan right. that was passed a couple of months ago is going to uh, benefit San Marcos to the tune of about $18 million, which is remarkable. And we have every intention of putting that money to good use to benefit the residents. Um, but we are going to be announcing pretty soon, I, I believe in a formal way, that we're going to do, try at least to do what we did for San Marcos-based nonprofits that have struggled mightily during COVID because they have not been able to do their fundraisers like they normally do, do for them what we did for our business community. And that is put together a grant program so we can get uh, all of our nonprofits from the smallest to the biggest, uh, potentially get some, some cash to them so they can continue their good work. Yeah, no, that's great. And yeah, the events were just um, really crushed. I know for us, I mean, it was, it was losing some of the some of our major events, but we were fortunate to be able to do the farmer's market every Tuesday, 3 to 7, San Marcos Farmer's Market here in North City. I always have to give that a plug. And so. we were there to try the Thai food. We, it's, a, oh. it's a ritual for us to come get Thai food on Tuesdays and take it home. I think I've gotten the drunken noodles the, <laughs> with the beef the last, the last two, so two weeks. <laughs> All right, so I know you're a baseball fan, so I'm, I'm guessing Padres fan. I, I, I've, I've returned to the Padres. You know, I kind of gave up a couple years there, and but now I'm, um, I'm in love with this team. Not in love with the last ten days, right? So what's yeah, what's going on? It's just uh, there's so much hope. And uh, Barbara in our office, our, our office manager and bookkeeper is a diehard Padres fan. I told her I go, it's still June, it's going to be okay, but still, it's a little scary because you've got all this hope, right? Yeah, it's it. I mean, you're always concerned when they lose several in a row, but um, I'm not too worried about it. As you know, as a as a baseball fan and a sports fan in in general, the the class rises to the top, right? If you have the combination of players like we do, eventually they succeed and they, they hit all cylinders and, and get on a roll. I have no doubt this team is going to do that. It might not be this year where they finish on top and go the distance, but I have a feeling in the next couple of years that we're going to be attending World Series games and maybe even hoisting that trophy um, above our heads. Yeah, I mean they've certainly um, they've certainly put together a really strong team, and 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 
deep. I mean, from the farm system and, and some of the moves that they've made. And it's so hard for me as a lifelong Cubs fan because 1984 just haunts me, haunts me. And so it's hard, but I do, you know, I'll cheer for the Padres when they're not playing the Cubs. Um, my Cubs are overachieving so far. So it's been kind of fun because there were no expectations. This was the year they were going to dismantle the core. And uh, now they're going to have a tough decision to make, whether they go and get some players to try to make one more run or if they if they abandon ship and as long as they stay in it i think as we're recording today they're they're tied for first with milwaukee but um they've they've lost three in a row now to the mets too but it's it's fun at least be in the mix i mean with your team it's the worst and i know padres fans have gone through uh a lot of down years and again you're hearing from a Cubs fan, so I know what that feels like. So right, it's, right. it's fun to be in the mix. It is fun. And, it, and it's fun to have players you follow, right, and get up every day and see how they did the day before if you didn't get a chance to watch the game and, and hear the stories of the game. I mean, base, look, at you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. Baseball's a special sport, right? I yeah. mean, there's, there's, there's so much history and depth to the sport that um, uh, when I'm watching highlights on my Instagram app of, of things that happened um, the day before, it is amazing how many times incredible things happen on the baseball field every single week. Things you haven't even seen before, right? That's yeah. the beauty of that sport. Yeah, that's the thing. You think, you, and that's what's great about going to the games because you never know what you're going to see, and you do. Sometimes you do see something that you've never ever seen before, exactly. even, even over all these years. So true. So. So All right. Well, I, it's hard because I could talk baseball all day. I'm sure you could too. But uh, Randy, uh, thanks so much for joining us on today's uh, podcast. I, look, thank you for the invite. Um, I love talking about San Marcos. I love talking about surfing. I love talking about baseball. So anytime you want me back, I'd be happy to be here. Well, we appreciate it. We've been talking with Randy Walton of the Walton Law Firm and City Council member representing District 2 in San Marcos. Uh, thanks again for all of our listeners to listening to today's episode of the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast brought to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. Have a great day.